Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Healthcare Highwire. I'm your host today, Laura Franco, Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Regulatory Strategy. And I'm joined today by my colleague and friend, Sandy Toole, Director of Life Plan Clinical Services. Welcome, Sandy. Hi, Laura. Thanks for inviting me to the show today. It's good to talk to you, Sandy. And guess what? It's October again. What does that mean? Oh, gosh. It's flu season already. Where did the summer go? No kidding. No kidding. So this flu season, like last flu season, is a little bit different. And I know that there are a lot of questions about flu vaccines and flu and COVID-19 and COVID vaccines. So let's just start off, Sandy. And, you know, what's the difference between the flu and the COVID-19 virus and the actual vaccines? Well, that is a good question, Laura. You know, the flu and COVID-19 are both contagious respiratory illnesses, but they are caused by different viruses. COVID-19 is caused by infections that were first identified, as you remember, in 2019 with the coronavirus called SARS-CoV-2, and it was named COVID-19 because it was first identified in 2019. Now, we know that coronaviruses are not new, but they usually just cause mild respiratory symptoms, kind of like just the common cold. The seasonal flu is caused by an infection with one of many influenza viruses that spread annually among people. So without going into the science of the virus, there are two main types of human flu viruses. We have type A and type B, not too technical there, just type A and type B. And you might remember back uh, the H1N1 flu pandemic of 2009. This was caused by influenza A and has continued to circulate over time. Now, apparently, and I don't know this in my mind, this is something I got off the CDC website, but apparently there are two influenza A and one to two influenza B viruses that are used to formulate the flu vaccine every year. You learn something new every day. That's really, really interesting. So having said that, I think that we're probably gonna get a lot of questions this year, and especially you and the clinical team, with people asking if they can have the flu and COVID-19 at the same time. I'm really glad that you asked that question because yes, you can be infected with both a flu virus and the virus that causes COVID-19 at the same time. In general, COVID-19 seems to spread more easily than the flu. And of course, we know it causes much more serious illness in some people. Compared with people who have the flu infection, people who have COVID-19 can take longer to show symptoms and be contagious for a longer period of time. So speaking of symptoms, what are the symptomatic differences between COVID-19 
and the flu or and or what are the symptomatic likenesses? I guess it could be either one between the two. Well, that's another good question, Laura. We know the symptoms, unfortunately, are pretty much the same. And that's why it's really good to be tested. So, you know, if it is COVID or the flu, you know, in our case in particular, uh, we want to make sure that we are putting residents in transmission-based precautions appropriately. You don't want to put someone who has the flu on your COVID positive unit. So you want to make sure you know if it's COVID or the flu. And some of those common symptoms are the, the fever, uh, the chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, sore throat. You know, you might have that runny or stuffy nose, muscle pain, body aches, headaches, vomiting, and diarrhea. And that change in or loss of taste or smell can happen with the flu, but it really happens most frequently with COVID-19. Yeah, that loss of taste and smell seems to be, you know, one really unique piece of COVID in terms of the symptoms. When you're talking about the flu and COVID, from the time you're exposed, is it the same time frame from exposure to the flu and exposure to COVID-19 to when you might get the flu or COVID-19? Well, you know, with the flu, typically symptoms will appear anywhere from one to four days after the infection. And then with COVID-19, it could take just a little bit longer to experience those symptoms. With COVID, they could occur about five days after being infected, but we also know they can appear two to 14 days after being exposed and having that infection. So how long is somebody contagious? Well, for both COVID-19 and flu, it's possible to spread the virus for at least one day before even experiencing any symptoms. So although with COVID that's still kind of under investigation, we don't have enough information about it. But, you know, with the flu, most people are contagious for about one day before they show any symptoms and we're finding with COVID-19 that they could be contagious for a much longer period of time. It's actually possible to spread the virus for about two days before experiencing any signs or symptoms and possibly even earlier than that. And then the person could remain contagious for about 10 days after signs or symptoms first appear. And if someone is asymptomatic or their symptoms just go away, well, it's possible to remain contagious for at least 10 days after testing positive for COVID-19. And then the bad news is people who are hospitalized with severe disease and those people with weakened immune system can actually be contagious for 20 days or longer, just a really long period of time. That is a really long period of time. And I, I think we've seen that far too often. Um, well, what about, you know, when we... Let's talk about spreading the virus. You know, again, what are the similarities and what are the differences? Well, both COVID-19 and the flu can spread from person to person between people when you are in close contact with, a, with one another. You know, we've used that six feet social distancing or physical distancing as the marker for keeping that distance from each other. Both are spread mainly by large 
and small particles containing the virus that are expelled when people cough, sneeze, talk. And, you know, we've talked a lot about singing. Every webcast I get on, the people talking about spreading the disease seem to talk about singing. You know, when you're in church and you sing, you could be spreading those particles during those types of events. Then what happens is these particles can land in the mouths or nose of people who are nearby and then possibly be inhaled into the lungs. In some circumstances, such as indoor settings with poor ventilation, those small particles might even spread further than six feet and could cause infections. Although most of the spread is by inhalation, we do know it is possible that you can get infected by touching surfaces. For example, even shaking hands with someone who might have the virus on their hands or by touching a surface or an object that has the virus on it. And then what do you do? You touch your face or your nose or your mouth. You put your hands up to your face and you could spread the virus to yourself that way as well. Now, both flu viruses and the virus that cause COVID-19 can be spread to others before they begin showing symptoms. We've said that. So people with very mild symptoms and people who never experience symptoms at all, those asymptomatic people can be carriers and give the virus to other people. As far as the main differences, while the virus that causes COVID-19 and the flu virus are thought to spread in similar ways, the virus that causes COVID-19, as we've already said, is generally more contagious than those flu viruses. Also, COVID-19 has been observed to have even more super spreading events than the flu virus. This means that the virus that causes COVID-19 can quickly and easily spread to a whole lot of people and result in continually spreading among people as time progresses. Really, Sandy, since, since so many people are focused on, you know, heightened infection control, like we're doing social distancing, limiting the social functions, and really, you know, everywhere I go, people are wearing masks. Do we really need to get the flu vaccine this season? <laughs> that is another great question, Laura. So, you know, experts are saying that the flu was at an all-time low last year. And I don't know, Laura, why do you think that was? Well, I, I really think it was because we had mitigation measures under COVID-19 and we wore those face masks and we stayed home and we had, you know, heightened hand washing. The schools were all closed. Travel was at a standstill. We really started looking at like ventilation on indoor spaces and we social distanced. I mean, it was a whole different world. You got that right. Those are all the exact reasons why we believe the flu season was at an all-time low last year. But also remember, the flu vaccine may have contributed to those reduced flu illnesses during that season. And it remains even more important this year as, guess what? Schools are open again and people are being more social. They're traveling more and seemingly becoming a little bit less conscientious of the core principles 
of uh, infection control like wearing the masks. So even more important to get that flu vaccine this year. You know, I think you have a really good point there because so many of us want normal and we define normal as before COVID-19. So, so if we're trying to get back to normal and we want to mitigate the spread of the flu along with COVID-19, but specifically the flu, when should I get the flu vaccine? It's October. We, we know that, you know, we call that flu season. So when should I get my uh, flu vaccine? Well, you're right. The flu season officially began October 1st. So flu season, we say, runs from October 1st through March 31st. So any time during that time period is safe. You know, the flu vaccine only has a limited time of where it is effective. That's why we have to get it annually every year. So you don't want to get it too early in the season. So any time from here through October 31st, you're safe to get that vaccine. Sandy, I have one more question about the uh, COVID vaccine and the flu vaccine. And I know this question is something that you and I have already gotten multiple times. And there seems to be some confusion around it. But can you get the flu shot and the COVID-19 vaccine at the same time? Well, the answer to that question is yes. If your patient or you are eligible, both influenza and COVID-19 vaccines can be administered at the same visit without regard to timing. If the patient is due for both vaccines, Providers are encouraged to offer both vaccines at the same time. The co-administration of all recommended vaccines is important. And you know what? Guess why? Because if you're going to give both those vaccines at the same time, it really increases the probability that people will be fully vaccinated, especially if you're a little uncertain if that person will return for the additional doses of the vaccine. So getting them at the same time is a good recommendation this year from the CDC. That is a really good recommendation. You know, and it's much more convenient. Just go once, get the, get your uh, vaccine and be done with it, right? Absolutely. Get those <laughs> vaccines. So, Sandy, thank you again. As usual, I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have too. I want to thank you this year. I'll let you know when I get my flu vaccine, because I will get my flu vaccine this year. Anything else to add, Sandy? No, that covers it. And as you said, Laura, get your vaccine. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. This is Laura Franco and Sandy Toole with Healthcare Highwire. And we hope you'll join us again. So you enjoyed this podcast episode. Click like, share it with your friends, leave us a comment, and let us know what you liked best about it. Thanks for listening to Healthcare Highwire. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.